Tonight, we press play on the last seven days and unpack the week from the cheap seats with your hosts, Melody Bracewell and Tim McDonald. Titus O'Reilly. Plus, in a week of big space news, everyone's favourite astrophysicist, Dr. Matt Agnes. Massive show, but Mel, can I kick us off with Cameron Smith's incredible win at the Open Championships? And what a wonderful moment to capture. Special to win a Players' Championship. So special. (laughs) What a wonderful moment. Is that one of the guys from Hunted? (laughs) (laughs) It can't be. He found him. Um, An amazing result, a come-from-behind win for the ages. So naturally, the question on everyone's lips... Did you have uh, spaghetti bolognese last night? How did you sleep and how was the process? What was that, sorry? Did you have spaghetti bolognese? (laughs) Congratulations, Cameron Smith, an incredibly popular winner with everyone. And another brutal letdown. It's Cam Smith, and Aussie has played the role of spoiler here at St Andrews. Another guy hell-bent on wrecking the party, Cameron Smith. Most crushing disappointment. While British fans were upset, Rory McIlroy lost. Could you give us a word, please, on Rory McIlroy as he was the, you know, he was leading today. He was the, you know, British guy. Would have been extra special for him to win here at St Andrews. You've basically ruined his weekend. But we learned a lot about Cameron this week from those closest to him. Dorothy and Pat Ryan remember him as the kid who came to their fence for biscuits and cake. (laughs) When he was a millionaire over in America, he came to the fence again. And Dorothy, oh, Cameron, I haven't got any biscuits or cakes for you. Cameron looked at her and said, Dorothy, I don't want biscuits or cakes. (laughs) I never did. (laughs) Well, no knows him better than his dad. He's, he's a great kid. Oh, um, hat and He's very down to earth and... Yeah. Go on. <laughs> you say... You, you, Sorry? Apparently <laughs> gets his mullet from his mother's side, so there you go. Cameron Smith's win was amazing in a week of highs and lows. Matt Carmichael, 7 News. Firefighters were called in to rescue a woman who found herself stuck on a front gate. (laughs) And that was Roy McElroy's gate, so she totally totally ruined his weekend. But seriously, what a win for Australia. And the commentators even attempted that classic Aussie chant. Aussie, 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 uh, Peter Thompson. Anyway, well done, Cam Smith. Only the fifth Aussie ever to win the Open. The first to be crowned champion since Greg Norman in 1993. Great news. A second COVID-riddled cruise ship. (laughs) Great news. Great news. This week saw the Coral Princess dock in Sydney with more than 100 COVID cases on board. And the Today Show got an exclusive interview. How are you and your wife feeling? You okay? (laughs) How are you and your wife feeling? You all right? That translates to we can't quite hear me. Have you had the spaghetti bolognese? (laughs) Naturally, some passengers are concerned. Sick passengers were told to remain inside their cabins while everyone else disembarked. Channel 7 spoke with one passenger and I think there are other problems on the ship. It's wonderful on the ship. There's no sickness on board. We're overfed. We eat a lot. Shame we can't taste any of it. (laughs) 
Every night they put on a super spread. So. Peter Thompson, Peter Thompson, Peter Thompson. One cruise passenger is showing her support. As for these keen cruisers. Don't blame them ships because they're doing everything they can to help us people. And I tell you, we've got six more cruises before Christmas. <laughs> cruises or variants, I don't know. <laughs> Still, you can't beat a cruise for romantic moments like this. Mud's got down on one, one knee for us and yeah. I said yes, I think. <laughs> I think. I do, maybe. Possibly. <laughs> but the rising COVID cases does have one positive, Mel. The return of our favourite oversharing Chief Health Officer, Nicola Spurrier. I'm absolutely thrilled to have had my um, fourth dose today um, from the wonderful Veronica. I've known Veronica a long time. I haven't had COVID before. So I actually have a holiday planned in a couple of weeks. <laughs> I was having a meal with my mother last night and my sister's also a doctor. She's an ophthalmologist. I'm a very keen gardener. When I've seen buses, actually, I've been quite impressed. I cannot read in French. So I was learning, um, relearning the oboe. Um, I haven't got anything more I'm going to add at this point. I feel like I'm sitting next to her on a plane, yeah. you know? <laughs> Currently, oh, what were you going to say? I'm learning the oboe. <laughs> Currently, experts are grappling with two problems, COVID and webcams. The healthcare workers have always known, but the whole community hasn't been on side. Uh, we've got a lot of problems uh, in many, many ways, and it's one of the potential... <laughs> for the incredible work of our healthcare professionals. Would you trust high school students to save your life after a shark attack? <laughs> Maybe not. <laughs> the labour shortage is really hitting Bondi rescue. Yes. So <laughs> it's nothing to worry about. And in the hands of these teens, the future of medicine is looking bright. When we had that simulation earlier in the year, he died, so... <laughs> <laughs> That big news this week, Mel, was State of Origin with Queensland sealing the series with a thrilling win. And nothing could spoil the celebrations. The highlights, the celebrations, the exclusives. We're with the Maroon heroes. Pervert alert. <laughs> <laughs> and he's here tonight. Wow. Wow. <laughs> a lot of pervert fans in the house. <laughs> That's great. Well, no, the loss left New South Wales players shaken. They bully you. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I don't know. That's what Origin is. <laughs> Sorry, it's just hypnotising. <laughs> After the game, everyone wanted to get an interview with the winning Queensland team. And our favourite reporter, Jess Millwood, had an interesting offer. For the rest of you, if you're watching, I'm sure you are, I've got some hash browns. They're going cold, so come down quickly, otherwise I'm going to eat them all. <laughs> uh, leftovers from the Coral Princess. So. <laughs> well, the other big battle this week, the race to be the UK Prime Minister. And one name keeps coming up. It's from the various camps, but yeah. uh, as yeah. of now, John, we are John, on the just, eve John, of the John, contest John, starting John, John, just before John. Oi, oi, oi. We're learning more about the candidates, like this fact about frontrunner Penny Mordaunt. Penny Mordaunt has worked in public relations and as a magician's assistant. <laughs> She's one of the ones that helped Boris disappear. <laughs> that was brought up. In addition to being a magician's assistant, I also was director of the largest patient organisation in Europe. So she can cut a woman in half and put her back together. <laughs> Foreign Minister Liz Truss is in the running, as long as she can find her way out of the press gallery. Thank you everybody for the questions. Very good to see you. 
So Liz Truss, uh, current Foreign Secretary, who came third in the first round of voting. There we go. There we go. Um, she just can't find the Brexit. <laughs> well, look, the Conservative Party need to pick someone soon, Mel. Otherwise, they're going to look ridiculous. They've got to get their skates on, Giles. Otherwise, they will lose the backing. Never mind the Conservative Party. They'll lose the backing of the United Kingdom. He's quite right, as ever. <laughs> Staying in the UK, Mel, and they're in the middle of a major heat wave, bracing for their hottest day in history. How hot is it? Well, I don't know if you can see my thermometer here. <laughs> I think we can see it. Yeah. <laughs> and just going back to that, uh, I love that they've got a live shot of the sun. <laughs> just in case. Well, to beat the heat, this reporter headed to an ice cream factory, Mel, for a cool treat and some awkward banter. I bet you wish you were here now. <laughs> I don't like ice cream, Hannah. <laughs> You don't like ice cream, no. but you just said pistachio. If I had to eat an ice cream for the rest of my life, it would be pistachio flavour, but I don't like cold food. <laughs> Do you like brownies? Mm, not so much. I think you rather brought the tone down. <laughs> it's all right. There are other desserts. No, I haven't got any biscuits or pastries. <laughs> Neither do we. We've got to take a break. Yeah. Good morning, the any further, we're celebrating a very special milestone this week, ladies and gentlemen. It is Melanie Bracewell's birthday! Yay! Exactly. Exactly. Uh, happy birthday, Mel. Um, wh what have you done to celebrate? Well, I've spent a week on the Coral Princess. Okay, so great. I'm feeling, I'm feeling amazing. Okay, well, everyone in the office, we all pitched in and we got you something. No, I haven't got any biscuits or cakes for you. We don't have any biscuits or cakes, but please accept a couple of cold hash browns. <laughs> there you are, Mel. Enjoy. I thought this was meant for your head. I will need that back. I will need that back. Let's head to 7 News Melbourne for the biggest overreaction of the week. Bayside locals are stepping up their fight against pop-up bike lanes. They're really stepping up that fight. Let me start with a petition. Uh, <laughs> now it's time to head... birthday edition. Uh, I might need that bag again. <laughs> the big story across the ditch this week is a new Christchurch stadium. Christchurch City Council. Every time I try and say Christchurch City Council, I say Christchurch Shitty Council. I don't mean it. I reckon lay off the wines. <laughs> I know it's your birthday, but I'm just... I'm doing wet July. <laughs> <laughs> Christchurch <laughs> City Council held a meeting to hear from experts, locals and this man. Imagine there's a stadium. After a decade of debate, today a song. It's easier, you try. Hospitality New Zealand's advice to Christchurch City councillors on D-Day. Imagine there's no politics. I just love seeing Colonel Sanders side hustle. <laughs> <laughs> say, Dave Dobbins really let himself go. <laughs> Look, it looks seamless, Mel, but it got off to a rough start. Okay. I've got a bit of technology here. I? <laughs> I'm not good at it. Bit of, bit of, 
Here we go. Here we go. <laughs> Imagine there's an ad blocker. <laughs> it's taken years of debate to get to this point. Cost blowouts and division amongst taxpayers. It's time to just get a move on. Just getting sick of it now. Hurry up and make a decision. Imagine <laughs> all <of> your people <laughs> okay. living for today. And then you can all go da 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 da. <laughs> Alright, I think we've probably heard enough of Imagine. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Time of the second verse. And that was. Woo! <laughs> back to Australia now where freezing winter temperatures are making headlines. But we aren't the only ones feeling the cold. Well, if you woke up feeling a bit chilly this morning, well, you weren't the only one. Our animals are also feeling the cold. And one Queensland farmer has found the solution to keep her lambs warm. Putting them in the fireplace. <laughs> but great with a bit of rosemary. That's right, that's right. <laughs> we'll stay with the weather, Mel, where this classroom got a special guest. This class didn't need to be told to pay attention, with young fans eager to meet the weatherman they see on TV. I watch Seven News most of the time, but I'm bored. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> when Mum takes away the iPad. <laughs> he didn't really answer any of the questions, just rephrased them. Livio Regano stopped off at Gained Estate School to answer some very important questions. Why is there always lightning in a thunderstorm? Ah, you could also ask that why is there always thunder in a lightning storm? <laughs> Couldn't you? <laughs> That kid was bored. Yeah, no, I'm bored too. To a current affair now with their leading story. It's gone right through my house today. No one wants to be outside right now. Shrek would love it. <laughs> you can smell it a mile away. A putrid stink residents can't escape. <laughs> Even when you do this. That's crazy. Was she John Cena? Well, <laughs> don't worry about the weather or the stench. You don't even have to leave your home to shop for a quality used car with Cars 24. Mel, if I may. Imagine <laughs> this. Alright, well with Cars 24, you just type in what you're looking for. New co-host. Okay, well, maybe not. <laughs> and Cars 24 will have a quality used car delivered to your door in seven days or less. You can buy a quality used car from trusted sellers. Well, I'm sitting in my window. <laughs> that is Channel 7's Toowoomba's gardening expert, Penny McKinlay, Mel, which means it's time to head into the garden. Yeah. I've got my... Where's your plant, Tim? Well, I gave it some water. <laughs> Maybe a bit too much. <laughs> it's hiding behind the bushes. Pervert alert. <laughs> if you've just joined us, last week we introduced you to Penny McKinlay. I don't have heaps and heaps of fertilizers. It's like heaps of cosmetics. You spend a fortune, you look in the mirror, and you're still ugly. So this is what we're going to do with the guy. You put a plant in front of you, you're still ugly. That's better. Much better. Well, we've been inundated with messages about Penny, so we, th we thought we'd dig back through the archives, Mel, to find out some more about our favourite gardener. Well, the next week's garden segment, Penny McKinlay is a little cranky. <laughs> Penny's cranky. It's that time of the month. <laughs> Why is Penny cranky? People are growing these dreadful yuccas. The spikes on the end of them would take out a child's eye. They sucker and sucker and sucker and sucker. 
<laughs> Look, Penny really hates those yuccas. And with artificial trees in the main street and yuccas all over Toowoomba, Lord love a duck we're up against it. This is Penny McKinley. Is that a gardening segment or is she leading an insurrection? What is Penny doing? Mind you, they're not the only danger in the garden. Now look at this magnificent old Wilga parvifolia. Now she's old. She's very, very old. And look at the perfect shape. And I'm caught up here in a barbed wire fence. <laughs> Lord love a duck she's up against us. <laughs> well done, Penny. She is a legend. And thankfully, she managed to untangle herself. And I'm waiting at the station for somebody nice to come. Come and pick me up. This is Penny McKinley for Seven News. I did eventually get picked up by two men in white coats. <laughs> Penny is a legend. Thank you so much, Penny. And that was... <laughs> We're back with more of the Cheap Seats. So would you please welcome to the desk our resident cultural correspondent from Nova FM, it's Mel Tresino! Lovely to see you, Mel. What's, what's been on your TV this week? Uh, I didn't believe you then when you said lovely to see you. <laughs> it's lovely to see and you. And then you started, so that's how I know it was. I was right. Ten's uh, big new reality series, Hunted, premiered on Sunday night. It's where 18 fugitives have to evade a team of hunters and elite investigators for 21 days. And teammates on the run, Jess and Erin Ali, went into their motivations for joining the show. We just love adventure and I couldn't think of a better adventure than literally running from law enforcement. <laughs> Easier ways to make that happen. <laughs> Isn't that why you're in Australia? <laughs> uh, now, unless you've been living under a rock or watching Netflix, Channel 10 have gone hard promoting this show. Let's check out a bit of the promo they've been running. Everyone's loving Tam's new series, Hunted. Oh, my God. So exciting. I absolutely loved it. Loved it. People are going to watch this show and their minds are going to be blown. So thrilling. So, so exciting. Glad you applied that. We haven't seen that enough here on town. It's really gone under the radar. But nail-biting excitement. And boy, do they deliver with this nail-biting moment. Oh, my God. What? What's wrong? You okay? There's a grasshopper. <laughs> <laughs> Hardcore criminals. <laughs> uh, the first ep of Beauty and the Geek aired over on Channel 9. It's a show that it explores where the opposites attract by pairing geeky guys with girls with blonde hair. <laughs> a little bit like you guys, actually. Um, thank you. You're not that much of a geek. <laughs> <laughs> and on Sunday, we met Beauty Tegan, who told us what she hopes to get out of the experience. I'm here to learn my work, so find someone that will love me for me and not what I look like and what I do for a living. And I also need help with my spelling. <laughs> uh, and we met Angelique who introduced us to her pet chickens. So they look like roosters but they're not in fact roosters. I would describe my personality as very rainbow-like. Isn't it cool? It looks like a red rooster. <laughs> was mentioning the phrase red rooster around the chicken. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, that's where my brother went. <laughs> so you're just trying to warm that chicken up. <laughs> uh, 
and we met geeks Aaron and Jaden, who, from the looks of it, are already hitting it off. So as they get to know one another. <laughs> yeah, just just watch just watch your kicks just watch your kicks around the shelves. <laughs> I just want to say this is the best birthday ever. <laughs> well, I mean, it's the most crowded. There are three of us here. So. <laughs> Happy birthday, bud. Happy birthday. That got awkward. I didn't say it. <laughs> you, can, you can move this along in oh, any yeah. part. <laughs> of your segment. Okay. Uh, as a long-time lover of the reality show Jersey Shore... I had to watch All Star Shore. It's on Paramount Plus. It features 14 global reality stars from a range of different reality shows like Joey Essex. Wasp, 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 wasp. Watch this, watch this, like a fat wasp. Watch this. See that? Unfortunately, yes. <laughs> uh, the reality stars live and party together as well as compete in challenges that can secure them rewards like a trip on a catamaran or as Bethan calls it. The winner of this game will upgrade their vacation with a paradise reward. Yeah. Spending tomorrow aboard a luxurious private catamarana. <laughs> <laughs> catamarana was one of the intruders. All right. All right. <laughs> uh, she quickly explained herself. And I also need help with my spelling. Okay, <laughs> Uh, to Love Island UK now, and after 48 weeks in the villa, we got an insight into just <laughs> how bored the islanders are. I've got a text! Stop, 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 stop! <gasps> Hi! Shush! No, no. Right, listen in. Hi, girls, I heard you're all alone in the villa, so I'm... <laughs> <laughs> stop! Finish the text, finish the text, finish the text! <laughs> The text said, uh, Livio Regano's coming over to talk about the weather. So, <laughs> it was a wonderful episode. Uh, Channel 10 had another new series this week that disgracefully did not get the same level of promo as Hunted. So I've decided to rectify this by creating my brand new segment. What? What's on? What's on? Vocals? It is me on vocals. Yeah, I, even, I even did the bark at the end. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's actually me in, on the oboe in the background. So. I, I think we can rule out Mars Singer. There we go. One, one down. What is this segment? Well, this is looking at the week on The Doghouse, the TV show. So this week uh, we saw a rescue dog get rehomed with a new family. Look at that Elvis Presley. <laughs> oh, wow. It's the first time we've seen a dog want to be taken back to the shelter. <laughs> it, it, asked, it asked to join the lamb. Uh, <laughs> opened up the, and walked in. Also, where have we seen that outfit before? And some civic nations, including the leader of Fiji. And that was... <laughs> Fant fantastic, Mel. I love a segment where the opener is longer than the segment itself. <laughs> Week in Arts and Entertainment. Seat. It's been another big week in the sporting arena. To get us across it all, would you please welcome to the desk Mr Titus O'Reilly? 
Well, a uh, big week. It's uh, been the 150th Open Championships at St Andrews, and we begin with the grace and beauty that is golf. It's just that wonderful of a place, <laughs> and, and it really is. It, it, it sounds ridiculous, but it's a celebration of the sport. <laughs> this guy, look at this guy this trying guy. to figure that. Uh, Tommy gets it. <laughs> this guy's struggling. He, <laughs> we, we had to stop that because he does suffocate. <laughs> Throw all my plastic directly into the ocean. Yeah. Much bigger. Much safer. Uh, now that was a joke, though. The cold <laughs> yeah, she seems like the type. Killed a lot of seals in her day. Um, Eleven years ago, the t- uh, President's Cup in Melbourne, Australian golfer Lucas Herbert, he was working there, and he went up to Phil Mickelson and said, can I get an autograph? And Mickelson just ignored him and said, nah, walked off. They were paired together at the British Open this week to play together for a whole round. And this is what Lucas Herbert had to say about it. On the 15th tee, I reminded him that I hate him and have hated him for 11 years. <laughs> so, so he's hated him for 11 years and tells him this. So Mickelson gives him this after the round. It's a glove that says, 11 years too late. Aww. So, And I, he's already put that on eBay. Um, <laughs> got the photo. Imagine being paired with someone you... Well, it's <laughs> I'm sorry I didn't give you my autograph 11 years ago. I don't know if I want the autograph of a seal killer. Uh, Well, Australian Cameron Smith, who produced an incredible back nine birdie blitz to clinch the title, here's what he said afterwards. Well, perhaps you can tell us how you're going to celebrate tonight with the Clara jug. Uh, I'm definitely going to find out how many beers fit in this thing, that's for sure. (laughs) Uh, he did find out it's two, apparently. So, yeah, it's good to know. He's a Queenslander, so he's going to find that out. All Queenslanders, no matter what sport, act like this. Here's Jai Arrow, the morning after winning State of Origin for Queensland. Yeah, it was unreal. To win the decider at Suncorp, there's nothing, no better feeling, and just grateful I was a part of it, and um, clearly I'm, I've enjoyed myself. Talk to me about that. Oh, I, swapped some, I swapped some bloke um, the hat for, the, for my shorts, so... Um, grateful that he could, you know, give me his, give me his hat. <laughs> it's not that different from most league interviews, but um, <laughs> New South Wales fans are pretty confident before the State of Origin game. And you know what? History's against us, but we're confident. Do you have a message for the Queenslanders? You're grubs! <laughs> you get a cockroach up you! My mum was thrilled to get on telly. <laughs> Afterwards, they reacted to the loss with incredible grace. Joe, can you put a finger on where you think it went wrong for you so oh, fast tonight? That's a big moment. Yeah. That's a big moment. And now we have to listen to all the bullshit you just go on with. Oh, God, you know. <laughs> Most of the decorum we just witnessed from the South Wales fans. In, in his uh, defence, he had a cockroach up him, so you're always a little, you're always a little on edge. Uh, uh, Manchester United played Melbourne Victory in Melbourne this week, and I'll let a friend of the show, Archie Thompson, put that in a bit of context. Now, I'm going to give you some context about what Manchester United is as a club. Now, it's cold in Melbourne. I'm thinking of summer. I went on the internet last night looking for mankinis. Yes, you heard it, mankinis. And I put in man... Manchester United just came up. Manchester United this, Manchester United that. They're just global. (laughs) (laughs) Somehow rank above Mankini's. Mankini is actually the name of the Italian striker. (laughs) (laughs) We've all imagined Archie in a Mankini. Uh, Archie had some good news for fans at the game. Now, guys, you're in a bit of luck tonight. 
because 7-Eleven had just opened up a deli. <laughs> uh, our Channel 10 colleagues had some trouble with the visiting Leeds United fans. It's also what people chant when my segment comes on. <laughs> Peter Thompson, Peter Thompson, Peter Thompson. Anything else. Um, Ireland have defeated the All Blacks in New Zealand. Mel would not be happy about this. Proving the quality of the Irish side. But what a quality Irish side. Yeah, look at the quality. These some... <laughs> <laughs> Just quality. look at the quality. <laughs> There's a real theme in Union at the moment because this is a Wallaby supporter at the game they had against England. He's on the roof just going to the toilet while he's on his phone. The people below wondered why it was raining. <laughs> just casually doing it. Now, this is an odd way to take yourself out of the game. Watch this. Kane's again got four pies to beat here. Kelly... Callum Brown, they can't keep Every that Every instinct in your body. Well, it's not his fault. I know. Because uh, he's he he stuck. <laughs> now, watch the guy come. Typical bloke. I'll just kick it. Ducky's up against it. There's a guy on the roof pissing down on him. So it was a terrible, terrible week. On that note, we've got to take a break. Would you please thank Titus O'Reilly? NASA has wowed the world. Deep secrets of space. Ultraviolet radiation. SpaceX pod. Cosmic cliffs. Southern ring nebula. The Hubble telescope. And lift off. It's time for some science. So here, explain it all for us. Would you please welcome astrophysicist extraordinaire, Dr Matt Agnew. <laughs> thank, you, thank you so much for coming on, Matt. Absolute pleasure. You, uh, you love um, stars, so <laughs> what a pleasure it is to be on a show with us. <laughs> no, it looks, it's quite uh, more mind blowing than the uh, you know James Webb images, but yeah. uh, you know equally enjoyable. Yeah, great. Just, well, um, speaking of the James Webb images, I'm glad you brought it up <laughs> because they obviously came out this week. They're the big new space images from the big telescope. The big telescope. <laughs> It's a scientific term as well, it's the big telescope. He's, he's the astrophysicist, just for any... It's sort of like binoculars, but in half. <laughs> but these are amazing new space images that we've seen them all during the week, but no-one understands them. You're an astrophysicist, can you break it down? I think we've got some of the images here. What are we looking at? Yeah, so, I mean, these are just uh, images of... This one here is the Carina Nebula. Uh, they're, they're just looking deeper and with more detail than we've ever seen before. And so while Hubble has taken images of some of these things before, not to this level of resolution, this level of depth and this much detail. And it's just kind of, you know, visually striking, but it's also from a science point of view, it's really exciting. And all to create a new Apple screensaver. It's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> it's partially funded by Apple. It's seen a lot of effort. So, so how does the new telescope or technology work? What's been the, the advancement? So, I mean... Beyond just the being big, you know, you go right with that. It's it's a bigger mirror, so it can can capture more light. But it also, it's looking at a different region of the electromagnetic spectrum, so it can see things that are older, can see things that are deeper and further away, and it's all just able to do so with much more detail and high resolution. I was going to say bigger mirror. That reminded me of Mel's green room. Because <laughs> <laughs> my demands, <laughs> which I don't look at with a big telescope. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> you posted this video after the James Webb images were released. So this is a sort of yeah, comparison yeah. between it. Yeah, no, this is oh, this is this is straight off my. This is great for my engagement. You know? Just bump it up, bump up the I numbers. Love it. It's sort of like like me after Facetune. Yeah. You know? <laughs> It's beautiful. So one question, what is it? Uh, yeah, so, I mean, uh, there's a few images in there. Yeah. I think one of the most exciting is what's called the James Webb's Deep Field, and it's uh, kind of get your head around this. It's the equivalent of holding a grain of sand at arm's length. That's the size of the sky that's being observed, and the image shows about a 1,000 galaxies, and each of these galaxies has, you know, hundreds of billions of stars, and that's in a tiny part of the, sp the sky, the equivalent of a grain of sand held at arm's length. So it's just kind of... You know, it's it's quite a humbling experience. It also kind of like highlights how meaningless this all is. But you know, it's... I was going to say that's the same metaphor we use to describe our ratings. <laughs> that is incredible. Now, sticking with space, Matt, you brought in an interesting graphic that we saw during the week. Can you run us through what are we looking at there? So, what this is is essentially the spectrum of a planet. So, what this is saying is it's detecting water in the atmosphere of this particular exoplanet or planet orbiting another star. But the idea is that this exact same method can be used to detect water around planets like Earth. So, there's a whole host of planets we've found that are similar shape to Earth and exist in the habitable zone, a place where liquid water could exist. And now the James Webb is able to detect whether there's water in the atmosphere, which is really exciting. Who was, who was James Webb? He seems to be taking a lot of pics and doing a lot of graphs. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's a good question. Worked at NASA is about the extent of my knowledge of James Webb. I think there's some controversy in there as well, but I don't actually know. I'm not okay. familiar. Oh, yeah. wow. He's got some old tweets. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just speaking of digging into the archives, um, obviously the last time we saw you was on The Bachelor. And you had a slightly different look. I think we've got it here. Yeah. So there it is there. Yeah. Then after that, you changed your look slightly. I did, yes. yep. That's right. Okay. Yep. That you found water. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't need a $10 billion telescope either. Congrats. But then you recently changed your look again. Obviously lighter. Um, but, yeah, just just really great. It's it's oh. obviously a really important That's cause. Amazing. Fantastic cause. You, yep. you shaved your hair off to look like a planet. <laughs> <laughs> just the look I was going for. <laughs> Should have left a bit of hair around for satin. <laughs> I regret not doing that now. Actually. I feel like I would have got more money raised. Uh, it was for a very, very good cause. It was for the greatest shave. It involved letting the Today Extra hosts cut your hair. How was that? Yeah. Um, Did you find signs of intelligent life? <laughs> <laughs> it's, always, it's always scary when people are coming from behind with, you know, blades and yeah. mechanised razors that are going to be around your head. Yes. But, yeah. you know, you put that aside, you try and keep them, keep in mind, you know, it's for a good cause. And, and yeah, they, they did a good job and, and we made a lot, of, a lot of money for a great cause. I'm curious, because this, this comes up sometimes where they look for people that they want to send to Mars or send on, like, at an experiment to go and find stuff out there. Would you want to do that? Um, I actually applied to the European Space Agency last yeah. year. I... Uh, I mean, I'm on the cheap seat, so obviously didn't get accepted. But, um... Honestly, neither did I. So... I mean, look, we, we had a crack, right? You yeah. know, we can't all be astronauts, and, and yeah. So no, if you, it's, if you can't it's... make it here. You're not going to make it on Mars. <laughs> I will let you out. So you did apply. You applied to go did to Mars. Apply. I applied to to be an astronaut, which it potentially could have been to to Mars, but um, it's about a six stage process. 
I didn't get past stage one, so you know, oh. obviously, it's, uh, it's it's very very competitive. Well, yeah. What are they, what did you are they re- look did for? your references let you down? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. I think that's what I'm going to chalk it up to. It was yeah. the references. You don't know Microsoft that... Excel. You don't work well in a team. Yeah. What was it? <laughs> save, save as. I've got kind of the whole repertoire. What of... do they look for though? In uh, I mean, sport? look, you, you you kind of you. Squaring up against people who have kind of got, you know, a PhD, uh, a medical degree, uh, you know, they've worked in the armed forces. And you've only got a PhD. I've only got a PhD. So, uh, yeah, they're really well-rounded applicants. They're kind of, they are sending up the best of the best because they need to obviously, you know, on a dime be able to pivot and, you know, operate in, in various different ways. So... Look, I don't take it as some kind of failure, but uh, you know, it was it was it was fun process to even apply. So no, it was still really exciting. You've, you've let yourself down. You've let yourself down. <laughs> <laughs> I'll now you've um, speaking of big discoveries, we've discovered that you <laughs> have written a book. I have, yes, um, kind of within this actual realm, uh, not just space here, but yeah, James Webb Space Telescope. Searching for life beyond Earth. Um, intelligent life is likely much rarer. Um, I think it's more a case of life is probably common in a microbial, very simple, basic life, and there's some kind of missing jump between basic, simple life to intelligence and complex life. That is the more rare. Stop, stop looking at us. I didn't want to look down like I was microbial life. <laughs> Is the difference. Well, you can keep an eye out for Matt's book, which is coming out in November. Would you please thank Dr. Matt Agnew? Now, last week, we brought you a story about this cursed cat. It is um, a bit of a strange one um, that she's um, now back to us for, a, yeah, looking for a third home after having two owners, you know, pass away. But um, hopefully that doesn't happen to the next owner. Yeah. <laughs> well, we've got an update. Pippin said to be settling in nicely with her new adopted roommates, 14-year-old Gracie and 16-year-old Penny. Quite the trio there, Jane. Indeed. Next thing they'll be playing mahjong and having cups of tea together, I'm sure. Well, that's all the news for now. Wow. Three cats playing mahjong. Your birthday again? (laughs) Mahjong. Sunrise's Sam Matt got out and about this week, interviewing a couple in a hot tub. It was captivating stuff. And what was it that uh, that attracted you to Rachel early on, Matt? That hair. Look at the hair. It's incredible. Yeah, no, she had, when she dresses up, she dresses pretty glamorous, so it's, yeah. it's definitely nice. What about when she's not dressed up? Uh, uh, when she's, like, naked? Or... <laughs> There's no middle ground, either dressed up or nude. <laughs> Soon they'll be playing Yahtzee and having cups of tea together. <laughs> Moving on now. And it's time for... What's on? What's on in the warehouse? The original and the best is back. <laughs> Look, we don't know exactly where What's On in the Warehouse is filmed. Judging by the camera work, though, I'm going to guess at sea. No need to fail the nail up. No need, Whoa. Alex. The water-soluble formula both stops and kills the fungal infection. Oh, well, that's excellent news. Oh, we've got a great treatment for scurvy. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of products at the warehouse. I'm not sure about how they've advertised this one. More women are making the switch to menstrual cups every day. Makes sense, Marianne, because the Diva Cup is reusable. Having it at home can be a real game changer. Can I have one without the leaves in it? <laughs> <laughs> I think that's Penny McKinlow's. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you.
Lord Loverduck, we're in trouble. <laughs> what are we doing? They pick up suckers and suckers and suckers. <laughs> and more confusing maths lesson. What about the newly launched product, Demazin Ultra Cold and Flu Plus Cough Day Plus Night Plus Immune Defence Capsules? It's a complete kit for winter offering cold and flu plus cough relief with additional immune defence cake. <laughs> you carry the one, you multiply the cough relief. Uh, <laughs> but my favourite is always Marianne, yes. who asks the question on everyone's lips. People with diabetes to help improve their long-term health outcomes. And can Isoway Diabetic help a diabetic with normal carbohydrate metabolism? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> if a woodchuck could chuck wood. <laughs> and that was. Now we've, we've got to get out of here. We've got a game of mahjong to play now, but to take us out tonight. Imagine. Actually, on second thoughts, we don't have time. We'll see you next week right here in the Tuesday.